Why is it so much fun to scare people? Before service, Luke Pavone didn't even know I was talking about this, and he decided that he wanted to scare me, but he wanted me to come find him, so he was texting me, and he was like, dude, come find me. I want to scare you. Like, who says that when you want to scare someone? And literally found out that he was hiding behind these curtains for like an hour, but I'm like Luke. I really like to scare people, and maybe you guys can agree with me. Maybe there's something in our sinful nature that just really gets a kick out of scaring people. I don't know if I got it from my dad. He used to tell me stories about how he would wait for my uncles to come home underneath someone's car in the driveway. And he was dedicated like Luke. He would hang out there for hours, right, just waiting for them to get home. And when they walked by the car, he would grab their leg in like the middle of the night. I mean, I would be so terrified if someone did that to me, but it would be awesome if I was doing it to someone else. Can we all agree that that is just so much fun to scare people? Now, my girls are still a little bit too early to start scaring them, so I scare my dog, Kylie, right? I, uh, I have actually really tor- tortured this dog. I kind of feel really bad about this, but one day I decided to chase her with this Darth Vader figure that I have, and it's about three feet tall, and I chased her all around the house with it, and I was pressing the button on it to make the Darth Vader noise, and I guess I didn't realize how bad I scared her, but one day we were watching Star Wars, and Darth Vader came on the screen, and she started losing her mind, right? She was looking all around for Darth Vader to pop pop out somewhere because she thought she was about to get scared by him. So I actually really did some damage. I need to make sure I don't do that kind of stuff to my kids because that's going to be a lot of therapy to pay for that. But I, uh, I had a college roommate who loved to scare people. Like, he just was always trying to get um, people when they weren't ready for it. And one night, he decided that he was going to scare someone that I shared a room with, right? And we had bunk beds in college. And he got up on top of the bunk, and he was dedicated to this prank, right? He was going to hide up in the bed. There was a little bit of a gap that he could fit his body into. And he was going to wait there until my friend fell asleep, and then he was going to scare him in the middle of the night. That is like some serious dedication. And so he started this at like 9.30 at night. And we were just hanging out in my college room, me and a bunch of friends. And, you know, it's 10 o'clock now, and my friend still isn't back yet. It's 11 o'clock. It's midnight. I forgot that my one friend was even hiding up there at this point, and my friend still isn't back yet who he wants to scare, right? 1 a.m., my friend finally gets back. And I am already passed out at this point. And my friend crawls into bed, and nothing happens. I was like, okay, I, I, I don't know. You know, like when you're like half awake, half asleep, that's kind of what I was. I was waiting for something to happen, right? And fast forward a couple hours, 4 a.m., I wake up to both my friends screaming in the middle of the night. My friend who was hiding up there forgot what he was doing and fell asleep. And my other roommate was scared because my friend was there. And they scared each other. And now I get scared at 4 a.m. So somehow he worked that out. So all of us got scared. So that was actually a pretty good prank that it ended up being. But what I want to talk to you guys about tonight is what is scaring your heart. I'm not just talking about are you afraid of the dark. I'm talking about those things that keep you up in the middle of the night, the things that wake you up from your sleep and get your heart racing. See, I think if we're honest, we all have a bunch of those things in our lives tonight, things that are really terrifying us, things that are making us really scared. Let's talk about some of these things that maybe you guys are going through. For some of you guys, it's something that you did in your past, something that you're afraid is going to catch up with you. And whenever you think about that thing, Your heart is scared. You are 
filled with terror that other people might find out. Or that thing might catch up with you. That's a really terrifying thought for some of you tonight. I get that. I've been there before. For some of you guys, you're really scared that something bad is going to happen to you. Or someone that you love. Maybe someone that you care about is sick. And it just seems like this whole situation is completely out of your control. And so you are constantly filled with thoughts of fear about your own health or someone else's health. And so that keeps you up at night. That just fills you with terror. For some of you guys, you're just afraid of being a failure. You just feel like you're a mess up. And so you're always comparing yourself to someone else. And you just feel like you'll never be as good as them or you'll never reach the standard that your parents want for you. And so that fear of failure keeps you up at night. For some of you guys, it's something completely irrational. It's something that makes no sense at all. But to you, it feels so very real. Um, someone I really look up to used to tell this story that one day he was going for a walk and as he was walking down the road, and this is like a strong person in the faith, someone who I really look up to was just walking down the road, right? And he just got a really strong sense of fear that the road was going to swallow him up, right? Completely irrational. Could never happen. Doesn't make sense. But when fear hits us sometimes, it feels so real. It doesn't matter what anyone else tells us or what we know is true. Sometimes that fear is just so much louder than what we know is true. And some of you guys have been really suffering from this. Some of you guys have been going through this for a really long time. Recently, I was talking with someone who goes to the green room, and they were telling me how they really struggle with fear. And I'm not going to say who this person was, but they started off by, you know, just telling me some of their different fears, and they, and they were rational, they made sense. And then they told me they have this fear of green people. And I was like, this person is really hurting from fear. Like, they're scared of green people. And then they're like, yeah, and blue people too. And I was like, have you ever seen a blue person in your entire life? That's completely irrational. I guess the blue man group is, could be a fear, I guess. But for them, that was so real. And then they told me that they're just scared of the whole town of Patchog. I, I, I don't know how that's a thing, but this person is scared of the town of Patchog, right? Irrational things. But to this person, they're so very real. And they are not blowing up their spot. They said this in front of a whole bunch of people. But man, my heart just went out. And I, and I just started to encourage that person a little bit and talk them through that thing. And maybe you guys are there tonight too. Maybe your fears are irrational, but you're not as brave as that person I talked to and you don't tell anyone about it. And so you feel really terrified tonight. My hope is to be able to help you guys who have been really struggling with fear for a really long time. And here's the thing about anxiety and fear. It's our souls looking for control. When we are filled with fear and we let those feelings take us over and we're filled with anxiety, we're trying to grab onto something. We're trying to get control of a situation that is so clearly out of our control. Something we can't handle or something that is too big for us. See, we love control. We wish that we could control every part of our life, guys, but we are just humans. There are so many things that happen to us that are out of our control, and that can be a scary thing. There's so many unknowns that we face in life. It seems like everything in life can be going really good one day. And then all of a sudden, life could be completely turned upside down. Wednesday night, I was chilling in my house, doing some work on my message. It was 7.30 at night, and all of the lights went out. And I heard a really loud crack. A tree went down in my backyard and took down my power lines. 
And it was like complete chaos in my house. Babies are screaming. Jess is telling me, get the car stroller. Get, you know, she's screaming all these different commands. Suddenly, everything was in chaos. And I don't know why, but I got really scared. I don't know how to explain it, but I just felt this fear come over me. Like, I don't know. I couldn't see anything. It was in the dark. I didn't know where we were going to go. It was really bad outside. And in that moment, I had a choice to make. How was I going to respond to what I was going through? And there's so much at stake tonight, guys. Some of you guys need your sleep back. It's been a really long time since you've just slept at night. Before something that, you know, didn't wake you up in the middle of the night. Before your heart knew peace. And it seems like that's the farthest thing from you now. Is it any sense of peace at all. For some of you guys, it's just getting your life back, not even just your sleep. Because here's what happens to you. You're in a crowded room filled with people and the fear hits you. And you feel like you can never escape this thing. My prayer this whole week for you guys is that some of you would know what it's like to live again. That some of you guys would know rest again what it is to lay your head on your pillow without your mind racing about all the what-ifs and all the unknowns. And maybe, just maybe, find peace again. And we're going to be in Psalm 55 tonight. And this is what it says in verse 4. My heart is in anguish within me. The terrors of death have fallen on me. Fear and trembling have bested me. Horror has overwhelmed me. This person right here is really, really scared. Have you guys ever been so filled with anxiety or fear that your heart is racing inside of you? It literally feels like your heart might jump outside of your chest. If you translate into the original Greek, what he is saying here with the anguish and everything, he's saying it's like my heart is racing. Like it's going to jump outside of my body. I can't handle What is going on right now? David is the writer of this psalm. This strong man of God is so filled with so much fear. The way that he describes this, I think that we could describe it so similar when we wake up in the middle of the night sometimes or we can't fall asleep, right? It just feels like fear has completely overcome us. It's just all around us and It's just got us in its hold. What's so interesting is that David was known in the Bible as a man after God's own heart. And he wrote many amazing psalms. And he would write some really awesome things. Like, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. David, that's Psalm 23. Here I am in verse 55. Man, and it sounds like you couldn't be more filled with fear than you are right now. I think it's so important that David doesn't tell us exactly what is filling him with fear in this moment. Because we would be tempted to think that our thing doesn't apply to what he's saying right now. But your situation 100% applies to whatever is going on right here. Whenever you have those thoughts that are so terrorizing you. And you know what? I think it's a little bit comforting for us tonight too. Let's just take a step back for a second and just get this. David was a man after God's own heart. And here he is 
just a couple of moments later, filled with terror. Some of us feel like sometimes we're failing because we're so filled with fear sometimes. Some of us even feel like God hates us because of all of our fear and all of our struggles. Right here, I, I don't see that. I see a man who knew what it was like to be filled with faith and also fear. And sometimes we change from moment to moment, right? One moment, we're filled with faith, believing that things are going to change. And the next, we are filled with fear. Look, if David can go through it, then we can go through it too. And maybe there's hope for us tonight. Matthew Henry said something so important about this. He said, David's faith made him in a manner fearless. And he could boldly say, when surrounded with enemies, I will not be afraid what men do unto me. But at other times, his fears prevail. For the best men are not always alike strong in faith. That at the end of the day, sometimes we're just men. And even the best of us, the most strong in the faith, still have fears. So let's look at this next verse now. This is what it says in verse 6. I said, oh, that I had the wings of a dove. I would fly away and be at rest. I would flee far away and stay in the desert. I would hurry up to my place of shelter, far from the tempest and the storm. Don't you just wish that you could just run from your fears and your anxieties? That you could just get so far away from them? It just feels like we can't escape them sometimes, right? And the truth is you can't run from them because they're with you. You can't run away from something that's inside of you and a part of you. And David's just saying, I just wish I could get away for a little bit. And what he's not saying is, he's not saying, I wish I can get away from my problems. He's just saying, I wish I can get away just for a little bit. Just for a little bit to know what peace is again. To know what rest is again. Have you ever been like that before? In the middle of just a terrible fear coming over you? Not even wishing that your problem would go away, but just wishing that you could know peace for a moment. Just to know what it would be like to have your heart not racing for a second. That's kind of what David's saying here. I, said, I just wish for a moment I could know what peace was again. If I could just get a hold of it again. Guys, I'm taking you through all of this right now just so you can see that you're not alone in the fear that you've been battling through lately. That there are a lot of Christians that fight this. This person who Jesus would eventually, his line would come through David. This man was filled with fear sometimes. But you know what? You can overcome this. Just because a lot of people go through it doesn't mean that you can't beat it. I just want you to see for a second that you're not the only one, that you can fight back and you can win this battle. And he actually goes on for another 20 verses complaining about how filled with terror he is, how, about how scared he is. But for our sakes tonight, we're just going to skip a little bit and we're going to go um, down a couple of verses. But before we get there, I need two volunteers, and, and we're all adults tonight, so we can handle this, right? If I call up two people, we can, we can do this. It's going to help me work out this scripture a little bit. Can I have two people that are feeling really, really brave, that can sit still and not talk a lot? All right. You'll see. Let me get Luke, and let me get Dylan. Come on up, boys. All right. So here's what I need you guys to do. 
All right. Luke? Oh, this is too good. You are my father. Oh, that's great. All right. Your f- Luke is fear. All right. So, Luke, you're going to stand right there. Dylan, are you going to be able to fit this on your face? If not, you might just need to hold it. Okay. So I need you to come stand over here. Your anxiety. All right. And so you guys don't talk. You guys are just chilling here. All right. Luke represents all of the fear in our lives. Really scary on the outside, right? Terrifying if you look at him. Let's talk about some of the things that we're terrified against. Some of you guys have some big decisions coming up. I was listening to some people early in their service talking about how the SATs are coming up. It's scary. You don't know how you might do. You don't know how that outcome might happen. And so maybe some of you guys are filled with some fear about that. And we start letting that fear get a hold of our heart, and it grows. And you know what? Fear and anxiety always go hand in hand. They always walk together. They work together. And so we let that fear grow, and we let it build up, and eventually it turns into Dylan, and Dylan's anxiety. And that's when that heart starts racing. It's when that starts building up. Let's talk about some other things. For some of you guys, like we said earlier, it's just that failure, that failure that started with the fear of people finding out. And now it's turned into that anxiety that just keeps growing. It keeps getting worse. and keeps getting stronger in your life. It's just such an overwhelming feeling that comes over you. Or you're scared. My man Luke represents threats right now. All the threats that we hear in the middle of the night. All the lies and the whispers of the enemy that we hear constantly. All the things that we're so terrified might happen. For some of you guys, it's a fear about your family. Maybe it's falling apart, or maybe it's on the verge of falling apart, and you're not sure what your future is going to look like. And so it starts with Luke, and it makes its way into Dylan, into that anxiety. And some of you guys are just so gripped by these things. They're so terrifying for you tonight. And so, boys, I just need you to hang out here. We're going to talk about some scripture now. This is what it says in verse 22. Cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. I hate scary movies. Can I just be honest with you guys? I really hate scary movies. I never did like them as a kid, and I still don't, partially because I'm not stupid, and I know that there's spiritual things behind them, but I also am just really a scaredy cat, too, when it comes down to it. And here's what I hate about scary movies, is I I kind of know when something bad is about to happen, right? The lights get low, the music starts playing, it gets really creepy and really scary, but I don't exactly know when the moment is going to strike. And that's what makes something scary, right? It's the whole surprise of it all. It's that feeling of not knowing if this is going to happen and when it's going to happen. Now, let's say this. If someone in the room wanted to scare me, You know what terrible way of doing that would be? Is if you turned on all of the lights and you stood right in the middle of this room and you started screaming my name and you're like, I'm gonna scare Joey so bad. I actually might be scared because that's so dumb. Like I'd be scared for you, but that wouldn't work at all because all the lights are on because I can see what's going on. Fear gets its power from darkness. Fear gets its power from the shadows. And when you take out the shadows, they begin to lose their power over your life. So let's, let's look at this verse again. This is what he says in verse 22. Cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. What does it mean to really cast your cares on God? 
It means to give him the things that you are really scared of, to surrender them at his feet and put his light on them. And so here we go. These guys are so scary. They are the threats. They are everything that keeps us up at night. But you know what happens? You know what happens to these homies when you bring them into the light and you cast them? Suddenly he's not so scary anymore. Now I bring him to God and I say, God, this is really troubling me. This is really making me upset. Look at this. And you know what God does when we do that? He takes off the mask of our fears and he shines a light right in that fear. And now we can see it for what it really is. We can see it for what it really is. And he looks so funny when I shine that light on him. And some of us need to shine the light on some of our fears because they'll look funny to us. Because they'll look like a joke once we put them into God's light. And so we call out the fear first, right? God, this is what I'm so scared about. But maybe the anxiety stays around. And so we go, God, I am just so filled with anxiety. My heart feels like it is always racing inside me. I give this to you. And you know what? You take the mask right off anxiety. And you rub that light right in its face. You shine that light right in its face. And you know what? It looks ridiculous now. And not that you look ridiculous, but when I put the light on your face, you're beautiful, Dylan. All right? When you put that light in the face, suddenly something that was so scary doesn't look so scary anymore. Something that was once terrifying you doesn't look so terrifying anymore. Thank you, boys. You were great. I appreciate it. Give it up for them. Give it up. Give it up. So here's what some of you guys need to do. You need to go to God tonight. Stop thinking about all your worries. This is what we do. We think them to death. We play out every scenario in our minds of how it could happen and how it could unfold. You know what the last thing we do is? Seriously pray about it. You know what the last thing we do is? Cast them onto God. We think about it. We complain about it but we don't bring them to God. And you know what happens when you bring them to, the, to God? You turn the light on and you expose it for what it really is. And it changes everything, guys. It changes everything when you do that. And you know what, for some of you guys tonight, you know how part of your turning the light on is? Telling someone else. No matter how ridiculous it is, no matter how scary it is, the way that you need to turn your light on is, is maybe you brought it before God. Maybe you've done that, and, and he's forgiven you, and he's given you the strength. But maybe you just need to talk to another Christian about it. Not everyone, not the whole world, but someone. And that's part of you shining the light on it. And you go, I'm really struggling with this. I'm hurting with this. I've went to God. Can you just pray with me about this and help me cast this care on him? Man, for some of you, that's what you need to do. That's how you shine that light on your situation tonight. Let's look at this next verse now. This is what it says. He will never let the righteous be shaken, but you, God, will bring down the wicked into the pit of decay. The bloodthirsty and the, and the deceitful will not live out half their days. But this is so important. But as for me, I trust in you. But as for me, I trust in you. Even if I can't see it at the moment, if I can't feel it, I don't completely understand it, I trust you, God. 
I'm going to let go of my soul trying to get control of the situation because I am insufficient as a human. But God, you are all sufficient. You can handle this. You are more powerful than I could ever imagine. And I'm just going to let it go. I'm going to cast that care onto you and choose to release it. Some of you guys are just so wound up in it. You just got it so tight. You got all your grips and all your thoughts wrapped around that fear. Release it. Let it go at his feet. He won't fail you. He knows what you're going through, and he gets it tonight. He's never failed you, and he's not going to start now. So release it. So release it and trust him. Let's get really practical for a second here. Some of you guys have been battling this fear and anxiety for a really, really long time. And there is a stronghold in your life. And when you shine that light on the situation, maybe right away it doesn't seem so silly. It might take some time. It might take going back to God over and over a couple of times. Like I said earlier, I get it. And those of you guys that are at that place tonight, you need to go to war. You need to go to battle tonight. I was in a time in my life when I was just filled with so many different fears and so many different anxieties. They were overwhelming me. On the outside, I was fine. To everyone else, it seemed like I had it all together. But deep down, I was really hurting. It felt like my heart was always racing. And I decided one day, enough was enough. I was tired of it, and it wasn't going to stick around anymore. So I got a little book like this, and I found some scripture. And then it ended up being a whole lot of scripture, but I started with a couple. And every morning before I got out of bed, and every night, I read every single one of those scriptures. The promises that God has given me in his word, and I spoke them over my life. And I said, God, I'm casting my cares on you. I'm giving these things to you, and now I'm fighting. I want to know peace again. I want to know what it is to rest again. And I just wrote these things in here, and I fought. And I wish I could tell you, after a week, I felt better. But I didn't. It took some real fighting and some real battling to do. But eventually, I got breakthrough. Some of you guys have tasted that before. Maybe you went to battle before with some of the different things inside of you. But here's what I promise. You gave up at some point. You stopped going at some point. For some of you guys, maybe this fear is a generational thing on your life. And you're going to have to do some real fighting. But the victory is already won in Jesus. You just need to show up to the fight and just push back a little bit. I'll read to you guys just a couple examples of the verses that I have in here. Isaiah 26, 3. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Psalm 32, 5. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Maybe for some of you guys who are fighting that guilt and the fear of that shame. Let's see what else I got. Romans 8, 33. Who will bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Just so many fighting verses. Declaring my victory in Jesus over and over and over. Some of you guys want freedom? Get a little book. Get a notepad. Find some verses.
and you will have your victory. You will have your freedom. But you've got to fight back a little bit. And the first step is by casting your cares onto Jesus. And then for some of you, if that didn't work and you need to do a little bit more fighting, then you've got to get some scripture because it changes things when you speak God's word out loud. Let's talk about this for a second because this is going to be important for some of you. I want you to think about your worst fear right now, the thing that bothers you so much. What if it happens? What if it actually happens? Are you still loved by God? Are you still going to heaven? Sin has no power over you anymore. Death has lost its grip on you. Yes, something may happen to your earthly body. Something may happen to your reputation. Something really difficult might happen. But you are still God's. You are still going to heaven one day. You are still saved for all of eternity. So what if? Stare that fear back in the eye and say, I am God's and I am saved. And this life is like a drip in a bucket compared to what awaits me in eternity. And so here's what I want you to know. And I I know maybe when I said that some of you guys got really scared. You got really worried. Most of the things that I have feared in my life never happened. But most of the things that I had faith for did. And so many of your fears will never happen. I I can almost guarantee 99% won't happen. But what about that 1%? What if it does happen? Go back to what I just said. You are still God's and you are still saved. And so you can stare right back in that thing and say, all right, the worst may happen, but it can't take my soul and it can't take my joy because I am still God's and Jesus has purchased me. Some of you just need to look that fear in the eye, stare it down and say, enough is enough. You will not steal my peace for another day. So here's tonight's bottom line. Expose your fears into the light and watch them lose their power. Expose them. Fear gets its power from the shadows. Bring it into the light and watch it lose its power over you guys. I love you guys. Let me pray for you. Jesus, thank you so much for everyone in this room tonight. I pray, God, for some of us who are just struggling so deep tonight with anxiety and fear, that our hearts are racing, even as I was saying a couple of these words tonight, God, that they can't even consider the thought of staring back down at their fear tonight, God, that you would give them the strength to do that, that you would give them the ability to do that tonight, Jesus. I pray that that grip would loosen on them tonight, Lord. I pray that that power would be loosened in the name of Jesus, the name above every name, which all fears must bow. So what a great place to lay them. I pray, Jesus, that you would break any generational curses, God. People who have fears been passed down from generation to generation to generation, Lord. That it would end with the kids in this room. That they would say, enough is enough, God. And you would set those families free because of the choice that's being made tonight. I pray, God, that you would help the kids be brave enough to expose their fears. Whether it's completely irrational or it's something that's so real. That things would be dealt with tonight, God. 
that they wouldn't be kept in the shadows. But fears would be relieved and set free. There's only one name which all this can happen under. And that's the name of Jesus. Pray, God, that no one would try to do this on their own strength, God. Because when we do it on our own strength, we fail. But when we look to you, Jesus, we find healing and we find life. Thank you so much for your great love, God, that you cared about us enough that we can stare at sin and death and say, where is your victory? You have been swallowed up in victory by Jesus. Thank you so much. Pray this all in your name.